Welcome to Catch the Fire Toronto's weekly sermon podcast. This message was recorded live at Catch the Fire Church in Toronto, Canada. We hope you enjoy it. We're in a series, friends, about worship, about presence, about glory. And for those of you that weren't here last week, uh, gave a little introduction. We follow the Jewish New Year for our sermons. And this year, our theme is Come Up Here. It's based on New Testament. It's based on Old Testament. The Old Testament passage is Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 6. He has a God encounter, and he sees the presence of God, the glory of God, and he's going, oh my goodness, I need to get better. I need to go up. And then he has a a revelation that his heart's not right, that his mouth isn't right, and he needs ministry, and he gets ministry. And then he hears God say, like, what about about the people? What about the city? And he goes, oh my goodness, um, I'll, I'll go. And so this come up, is love God, love others, love yourself. That's our sermons for the whole year. Go like this, good, sounds good. Today we're gonna to talk about glory. And friends, the, my hope is that you will have an expectation of tangibly experiencing the glory of God regularly. Not just on Sundays when you come, not just in your small group, by yourself, on a walk, on the bus, wherever you are, that you begin to experience the presence of God. I'm going to show you a couple videos as we get closer to um, the end of my talk of history, of spectacular evidences, expressions of God's glory. In our first meeting, we finished by welcoming the Holy Spirit. (laughs) I asked people if you're seeing glory or oil in your hand to just be the ministry team and move around. And apparently, somewhere in here was a chair covered with gold dust, and people at the end of the meeting were trying to take it home. (laughs) Apparently, wouldn't leave the chair. So I don't know if you looked at your chair before you sat down, but one chair was covered with with gold dust. Uh, We've had in this building, at times, outside fog, inside. We had right in front of the cameras a number of years ago, missed that people were getting wet. Uh, Often at the front, especially during conferences, white feathers fall down and we don't have birds flying around. I don't know if you've noticed, there's no birds inside our building. And yet white feathers would consistently fall. God loves to demonstrate his glory. It's all over the scriptures. And friends, the the nation of Israel, as they're stepping out from Egypt and going to the promises that God has for them, how are they going to be led? How do they know where to go? Well, Moses built a tabernacle, built like a tent. And the day that they established the tent, something very interesting happened. So if you have your Bible, it's Exodus chapter 40. Verses are going to be on the screen. Exodus chapter 40, verse 33. This is the precedent, friends that glory covers the tent of meeting. Moses set up the courtyard around the tabernacle on the altar and put up a curtain at the entrance of the courtyard. And so Moses finished the work. It's brand new. Then, say the word then. Only a couple of you said then. Thank you. Then the cloud appeared. Now, I don't know what you picture that cloud to look like. When I was a kid, the pictures in my kid's Bible were like one of those... Columbus, is it Columbus clouds, the big fluffy ones in our skies? Cumulus, sorry, I call them Columbus. Cumulus. I was not an A student, friends. 
I saved all of my education. No, I didn't do that at all. Just, <laughs> anyways, one of those big fluffy clouds is what I sort of pictured in the Bible, kid's Bible story. And you remember there was this cloud during the day, and in the nighttime it was fire. And so I was always thinking that it was big and white and fluffy, but it doesn't say big and white and fluffy, it just calls it a cloud. And when we show you the video, it could be very different, the cloud that was there. Then the cloud covered the tent of meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Look at Moses' response. Moses could not enter the tent of meeting. He's incapacitated because the cloud had settled on it, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. If I read the next verses, here's what the people were doing. It says the people stood at their tents in awe. And every time that Moses would go into that tent, the same thing would happen, and people go, and they just can't believe what's happening. This was a precedent. And for 40 years, as Israel is wandering around, here's this cloud by day, fire at night, leading them. They now know where to go. They know when to go, how to go, all of those different kind of things. And it was like this, God was temporary. He's in this place. He's moving around. He's, he's traveling. David, second king of Israel, he has this God thought that God, want, God should have a place to live, a permanent place to live. And so he raises the money, and it's billions of dollars that he raised, modern-day money, to be able to build this, build this incredible temple. And his son Solomon was the one who actually saw it get built. And here's what happens in 2 Chronicles chapter 5, verse 13, when they initiate this new building. Verse 13, the trumpeters, the musicians, joined in unison to give praise and thanks to the Lord. Accompanied by trumpets, cymbals, and other instruments, the singers raised their voices to praise the Lord and sang, He is good, his love endures forever. What's the next word? Then the temple of the Lord was filled with the cloud. Apparently the same cloud. The cloud's there. And the priests are incapacitated. They could not perform their service before the cloud. For the glory of the Lord filled the temple of God. Guess what the people did? Overwhelmed. The New Testament is sort of the, this is where we are now. The day that Jesus was baptized is one of the, we should be having a holiday that day, just like we do at Christmas and Easter. Uh, the second Sunday, second weekend of January, we should be celebrating the kingdom of God day. The day that Jesus was baptized, all the rules changed, including that God's presence was in a place to God's presence became in us. We became the tabernacles. We became the temple of God. And God now dwells in us and with us. And so the rules changed that day. And here we get Acts chapter 5, verse 7, a very interesting story. Because we're now carriers of the presence, carriers of the glory of God, we need to be careful. Acts 5, verse 7. About three hours later, Sapphira came in, Ananias' wife, not knowing what had happened to her husband. Peter asked her, tell me, is this the price that Ananias got for the land? And she said, yes, that's the price. And Peter said to her, how could you conspire to test the spirit of God? Listen. The men, the feet of the men who buried your husband are at the door and they will carry you out also. And at that moment, she fell to her feet and died. Then the young men came in 
And finding her dead, they carried out and they buried her beside her husband. What's the result? Great fear seized the whole church and all who heard about these events. What was the response of the people? Oh my goodness. God's in us now. His presence is in us. And here was a couple that got blatantly lying. This wife is given a second chance and blatantly lying to the spirit of God. And God's going, no, you don't do that with my presence. You don't do that with my glory. Verse 12, the apostles performed many signs and wonders among the people. How was glory evidenced in the brand new church in Jerusalem? One of the ways was in people's bodies. Signs and wonders began to happen with them physically. And it goes on to say, all the believers used to meet together in Solomon's Colonnade. That's the same as Nathan Phillips Square downtown Toronto. The largest place we have, we celebrate. When the Raptors won, it was like 3 million people, they said, downtown Toronto, just overwhelming our city. That was happening. The Christian church met in the largest public place. And it says this in verse 13, no one else dare join them, even though they're highly regarded by the people. Nevertheless, more men and women believed in the, in the Lord and were added to their number. And as a result, people brought the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and mats so that at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. Crowds gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing the sick and those tormented by impure spirits, and all of them were healed. Friends, when God comes, he inhabits us. He inhabits us. He can still be in a building like he is, I believe, in our building. We have guests that come first time. They walk through the doors. They feel the presence of God. They feel peace. It's not uncommon for, for people who are, are first-timers just to sort of stop at the door, and they don't know why they can't keep walking. They're just, they hit a wall of something, God's presence, God's glory. But because we inhabit, or sorry, it's the glory of God inhabits us, the presence of God inhabits us, it means, friends, that when we minister to other people, that spectacular signs and wonders, including healings, take place. Now, right over here is TJ. Can you stand up, TJ, and wave your hand? So she's right over there in the aisle. Let me tell you her story. I invited her to come up and tell her story. She was a little shy. The last baptism we had was August 28th. If you were here, you may remember that we invited people to spontaneously be baptized and her son brought her to church that Sunday. She'd never been here before. She went in the baptismal tank with no change of clothes. She had to be helped into the baptismal tank because she was suffering from a stroke. After the meeting, people prayed for her. Next day, August 29, August 29, yes, yep. She goes to the, one of the hospitals downtown. They test her and basically, Stroke's gone. Can I get it right? Yep, got it right. That makes a doctor go. Friends, this is our history. This is what the scriptures are saying for you and for me, is that we're carriers of glory. Instead of a building and standing around watching others. Like, friends, we don't come to church to, to, to listen to a good sermon or to, to watch one or two anointed men and women of God. We are the carriers of the glory of God. Quick history, friends. We're going to show a couple of videos. John and Carol, our founding pastors, were at Bethel Church 
in California a number of years ago. And while they were ministering, a glory cloud appeared. So they call it a glory cloud uh, because you're going to see it's, it's sparkly. I want you to look at which direction the glory is moving. It's not maybe something falling from the rafters, some dirt, some dust. This seems to be going up. The response of the people was they freaked out. John and Carol, they were used to it. They just kept on doing healings. Second video is a friend of Sanders and I. He's a friend of this church, a young guy from London, Ontario, by the name of Joshua Mills. We've had Joshua many times minister here. One of the times that he was ministering on a Sunday morning, I sent my intern to pick him up at the Sandman Hotel, which is a one-minute drive, max. 30 seconds, probable. When Paul picked him up, Joshua was wearing a brown, a light tan suit. By the time they got to the parking lot, it was covered with emerald dust, green dust. His suit, his shirt, his socks, his skin, his hair, he was covered with dust. Uh, at that time, our executive director was a two-star general, retired general, Brian Stevenson. Brian was sitting in the front row, and the whole service, he was just <laughs> staring because he'd never seen something like that before. So the second video, I couldn't find that one. I looked for it, friends, on our YouTube. Couldn't find it. But I found one where he's in um, the Ukraine and glory dust is all over his body. Friends, this is normal. And a whole bunch of you, every Sunday, including probably if you look right now, some of you have got dust and oil on your hands. God's glory is already settling in. So you're going to see Joshua full of gold dust. And then the last one, we had a wonderful season, friends, a number of years ago in our church, where God's glory came as a result of John and Carol praying for dental miracles, and in one meeting, 200 people said that one or more of their teeth changed to gold. We got that video. Let's watch. All these people, if you if you got gold or platinum or something happened to your teeth, raise your hand. Is that why you're all up here? Come on up on the platform and stand up here with me. Just come on. I think this is God doing something. I wanted to encourage your faith. You know, I don't know what it means, 
any more than you do except to say that God wants to bless his people. Now there's, there's a lady by the name of Mrs. Christmas. Where are you here, my dear? There she is right here. Now this precious lady, I think you got four or five of them or six of them or something. She opens her mouth. She, I wanted you to say something, not, not open your mouth just yet. Well, look at that. You're, there's gold there. And, and, and at, the, at the back. Can you get that? Get that. Get, get down a little lower and shoot up on that. Yeah. Open it one more time. Lean your head back because he won't kneel down like I asked him to. There you go. Dear God. I'd like you to stand with me because we're going to just say, let your glory come again. We hope you encounter God and were inspired by this message today. To watch video of this message and other messages from Catch the Fire in Toronto, visit catchthefire.tv. Catch the Fire has churches, schools, events, missions and media all around the world. To find out more, visit catchthefire.com.